Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé the other way. As you probably know our podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms is a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC network, past or present, and deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We have decided to watch even more TLC and dive into the new season of 90 Day Fiancé the other way for our beautiful trash TV loving listeners. Hello, Kate! Hi, how are you? How's how's life? I'm hot. It's very (laughs) scared in that time of year again. Super hot. When we can't put on our air conditioning because we don't have central air because we live in Los Angeles, where one bedrooms are like $5,000. So, you know, it's a struggle. So I nice. can't have anything. It's getting that way, getting that way down here too in Texas. Whew, it's a lot. Um, Kate, yeah. you know, we need to just, we need to just get into this because this show, listeners, is extra special. We've decided you know, to put you out of your listeners, to put you out of your misery of listening to Kate and I go on and on and on every week about the same things on 90 days. So we decided to bring in a fresh perspective and we wanted someone that's going to be an expert. We want someone that can talk about 90 day because they watch it. They tear every little thing apart and hopefully they hate the same people that we hate. 
Um, so we have a very special guest today. So please welcome to the potty to discuss the bonkers world that is 90 Day Fiancé, Lan from the brilliant podcast 90 Day Fiancé WTF. Hi, Lan! <laughs> Hello, ladies. What an introduction. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm bright red over here. <laughs> I'm, I, w- I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself um, an expert, but but thank you. I'm 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 flattered and humbled and really excited to be here. Um, you know, you ladies have have a wonderful podcast, and just Stop. if you think I'm a fresh voice, I like listening to y'all. <laughs> really, I do. <laughs> you are too kind. We are so excited. I know I'm talking for Kate here, but we Kate don't we? We just love to get a fresh perspective so much and all of these morons I mean that's <laughs> the best part about watching all of these wild shows is just hearing everyone's take on these relationships and their stories and I just I love this whole world so I'm so excited to bring someone else in to chat I know I know it's brilliant um so guys we have a lot to discuss right um First of all, we are on to tell all. Okay, so this is tell all part two. And Lan, obviously, well, first of all, I do want to say we are missing somebody because your gorgeous, beautiful podcast, 90 Day Fiance WTF, is hosted by yourself and your co host is Nadia. And Nadia is not with us because she's quite busy, I believe. Um, yeah, so Nad- Nadia is expecting. And <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to share them. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure she'll share it eventually. Yeah. But if a uh, cat's out of the bag, but she's expecting and um, it's any to the buns in the oven. It's, 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 it's cooking. And uh, she didn't want to be in the middle of something. And then it we get interrupted or anything imagine? like that. Right. So. That would be, you know what? It would be great for ratings. So really Nadia is being selfish because <laughs> if she could have just come on here, give God into labor then it would be a fantastic advertising for us. So, Nadia, <laughs> good luck with the birth. <laughs> no, we're so sorry to miss her, but I'm sure in the future we'll be able to have the four of us and that will be brilliant. And we're wishing you a beautiful, beautiful, safe, healthy delivery, healthy baby, everything wonderful. Talking about the future already? You promise? Already. <laughs> All right. So let's have a look here. Guys, we're just going to dive in. First of all, Two words, Tim and Veronica. Hey, you know my feelings. I've, 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 I've spoken ad nauseum about that little troll and Veronica. Lon, what are your feelings? I, I actually don't, don't mind them. I, uh, <laughs> I was, I watched when, um, when they were actually on on the show. So, um, yeah, I was, you know, I think for me, it's refreshing, um, to see them again, but I actually, I actually don't, don't mind them. I mean, Tim's, Tim's, Tim's funny guy. See, see, Polly, people like (laughs) them. People love them. So I just figured like, I, you know, when I was watching them this episode, I do remember when Tim first came on and he was like gold because he was very odd his dress sense was terrible. Um, he had this, he was supposedly very, very wealthy in the wine business. I think that's how he started off. And then he was with this bombastically gorgeous girl, but didn't want to have sex with her. I mean, it was he was really good for 90 days. So I do remember being like, I love him, but they're just, they don't give enough. I don't know. I just see them and I'm, and then Veronica being stuck on it all the time. I'm just kind of like, 
I don't know what they're giving us. I would prefer Jesse and Jesse okay. Monster. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was gonna ask you, Polly, like if they're gonna bring alumni, so to speak. Jesse. In- it's gotta be Jesse. Jesse. Okay. Or it could be Danielle that married Muhammad. That's those are the only two. <laughs> oh God, what a duo that would be. <laughs> I do agree with you though, now that you mentioned that. They didn't they didn't contribute a lot. I didn't yeah, want to say it. Yeah, they just kind of sit in and but Kate, you said it. They must be really popular because they've continuously bring them back. They brought them back for whatever that last one was. I can't remember. Mm. Oh, she was in it, I guess. But anyway, yeah, they're the, in the, it. So I don't know. The producers must really like them. And he does, I think he's got some one liners once in a while that people like. And so they so stay odd. booked. They stay booked. He's so odd. Why is he so odd? I don't understand him. I stare at him and I can't figure him out. Like I can't, I don't understand him, but that's just me. <laughs> um, Lon, was it just me or was this episode like four hours long? It it felt long to it felt long to me too. There was a time I had I had paused it because I was I was trying to take a, a photo or something for mm-hmm. social media to post. And then I was like, I couldn't believe like where we were at in the show i was like oh my gosh it kept going and kept going <laughs> it was yeah it was a lot i mean we kate who if we don't i'm trying to have a look here oh well before we start i do want to say that i was listening to the latest episode of um your podcast 90 day fiance wtf and you have an opinion on there that I went, finally, I'm being heard. I'm not the only one. Call me naive. (laughs) But you started talking about Osama with Debs, and you were saying, quite rightly, I believe, that you think there could have been, like, a a, a communication issue. Mm. It's a second language that you think Osama is not as bad as everyone's painting him to be, right? Right. Yeah. I think there was love there. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, there is, there, there's a whole language barrier and um, it's similar to, to what Johan was experiencing, I think, because Johan also didn't expect Danielle to stay. And, Dan, and, and I can see that happening. Like when Johan mm-hmm. was like, I'm in a similar boat. And when I, I think people were like, Oh, Johan's just using Danielle for a green card. No, I yeah. think Johan really does love Danielle. But initially, his his understanding of the situation was, oh, you're going to come visit, but eventually we're going to America. So he identifies, I believe, he identifies with Osama in that um, in that way, in that Osama, yeah, he he believed that she was coming, but that wasn't the plan to stay. Like his, I think, long game, mm-hmm. he was thinking, oh, we're eventually going to go. And when we see it from the beginning of the of the um, season. Um, he kind of says that, you know, when they first had that that fight at the table, he's oh, like, yeah. oh, well, no, you're going back. And that kind of makes sense in retrospect. Mm. You're like, oh, like he always thought they were going back. And she was like, well, no. And I did a lot to get here and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, but he was kind of telling us in the beginning of the season that he he had always expected her to go back. So I, that's just I I can't put it past to you know to think that this could be a possibility that there's just some huge misunderstanding here Kate what do you think because you know I've always been for them Kate 
which one are we? Danielle and no, Osama. If you're talking about oh, oh strange, beautiful, they described the beautiful, strange, beautiful. I think they did have lots of lovely conversations about art, and I think <laughs> they do connect in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the age gap is unrealistic. It just is. You're in such such different parts of your life, and. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I, it was just never going to work. I, Eyebrow razor I, for sure. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. think people have said this. This isn't a new idea, but if if it was a seventy four year old man with a twenty four year old woman, we'd all just be like, ew, 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 gross. So, didn't, didn't it, you say, Kate, that there was like Debbie? People's opinion of Debbie has really changed. Yeah. So, Lon, I am the Reddit troll. I'm always yeah. on the subreddits for ninety day fiance and stuff. And yeah the tides have turned on reddit Mm. everyone is creeped out by debbie now everyone's annoyed by debbie especially after she started defending chris i know um and it is just so tough (laughs) because i we just loved debbie she's so whimsical Mm. and fun to watch she Mm -hmm. says the most outlandish fun things and so we we loved her i was swept away in the debbie (laughs) fantasy yes and now my ultimate thing is like, I think there is issues with both, you know, we're always kind of like, which one's the bad one who's deceiving, but sometimes it's like, it is. Yep. Yeah. They both have their things. It's also the fact that Kate and I will flip like this. Like we will start an episode (laughs) of like a hundred percent. This is what the truth is. Anybody else that thinks otherwise is a moron. And then by the end of it, we're like, no, actually, I think we're free. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That that happens, though. That happens, though. And I think that happened with me. And we'll get to it later. But I I think that happened with me um, in terms of Gabe. Because I started, my opinion started of Gabe started to change, too. Like, and I don't know if maybe it was during the tell-all when just, I didn't appreciate his tone. And and it was just like what is up with Gabe right now? Is it just me or is this a different Gabe than the oh. guy I, I like really liked during the season? Um, but again, G- we'll get Gabe to that. Gabe the host, Gabe the host of the tell-all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even hit, Sean was nowhere to be seen. Sean Robinson, the goddess, was nowhere to be seen in this episode. Gabe was leading the questions. Gabe had the cards. Gabe was, I just, and one of my first actual notes here before we get into the first couple which was Nicole and Mahmoud was Gabe's eye rolling like Mm. he was so arrogant and judgmental of people I was just like shut up dude just shut up enough it's annoying I think the people the couples that come to the tell-all that have the least amount of problems really get on their high horse and they're like, I'm going to tell these people. And that's what he did. He's like, I have some things to say and people can't really come at me because my relationship is pretty normal. (laughs) So I actually thought it was very strategic. I think you're right. I, he, he's got a regular normal relationship. They're married. They're happy. He's not going to be on another show unless you know he does something to stir things up so uh, i think that's what he was trying he wants to take uh tim the troll's place and be their next reunion that's what that, he wants that's to that's spin-off money <laughs> we, all, we all want that spin-off money i would take every penny i mean i'd be look i'm criticizing him i'd be doing exactly the same thing so fine um kate why don't you start us 
with Nicole and Mahmoud because we were picking up with them again from last week. Right. So Mahmoud has just stormed off his set. He's filming um, at home or something. Or I don't know where he is. And Nicole is crying. She's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She's apologizing to everyone. And Sean tells her she should go check in with him. And so she goes and calls him. Uh, telling him to come back and he's freaking out he's so offended by everyone um, because and I I think that maybe we'll have the same opinion on this one were you referring to this where Gabe was really going in on well how are you going to raise your children that don't exist yet and are they going to get to choose their religion and stuff and it was just these hypotheticals that you know it's they, they don't have kids so it's first of all a moot point. And then like, that's kind of his business. If he wants to teach his kids about his religion, that's fine. Right. Exactly. In my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes, you know, when, when we, when we watch 90 day fiance, that's, that's what I like about it is we get to discuss things like, you know, like these, like Islamophobia or maybe xenophobia Mm -hmm. and these things like that. And it just seemed like, he was painting this out as, oh, you know, you're a pre- you're going to oppress your children and you're oppressing Nicole right now. And, oh, you're going to give your kids a choice. Well, you didn't give Nicole a choice. Yes, he did. Nicole chose to be Muslim. Like, how are you forgetting mm-hmm. about this game? And, you know, and Wait. yeah. And, um, you know, in the previous episode, Sean was like, well, we would we be making such a fuss if this was a Christian family or like a Jewish family? And I was I was raised Catholic Christian. Let me tell you, my my parents forced us to do a lot of stuff. Well, my mom especially, but even as parents, yeah, you force your children to do stuff because they're kids. They need mm-hmm. they need guidance, you know, and and love. And the things mm-hmm. that we force them to do come from a come from a good place. Mm-hmm. So you know, his tone was just very accusatory, and I'm just like, it just really uh, rubbed me I the know. wrong way. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was just it was it was so aggressive and it was constantly just trying to make a point and be relevant. I was like, Gabe, sit down. And it was I mean, he goes on to describe, which was interesting because as I'm making notes, I'm like, I'm like, Gabe knows nothing about Islam. Gabe doesn't. And then he's like, well, actually, my and I was like, oh, shit, he does. Know. <laughs> because he was annoyed because my point wasn't going to be made. But um, he then describes that his I think it was his stepfather and his no, his stepmother and his dad, I think, are, are Muslim. I think that's what he said. Um, and they have children that they were raising in the faith. And so he's like, it is a stickler, kind of a sticking point for me. And I was just like, okay, fine. But he wanted to rile him up. I think he knew that was good. I think Gabe is a, is very aware of the cameras, very aware of what to do. He likes the drama and he's a shit stirrer. And look, we do need that a little bit on 90 days. So I'm okay with it. But um, the person that was, it was just really, I actually really felt sorry for Mahmoud, which is not common, but he went outside and once again, completely different language that he speaks fluently and he's smoking a cigarette and he's on the phone and he felt embarrassed. He essentially, he felt like people are humiliating his faith his country, like what he believes and this person, he doesn't even know, like, don't come right. in and comment. And like you say, Kate, complete hypothetical. They don't have kids. Like it's not, it's just, it was felt very sorry for him. And then Nicole is like watching. I feel like watching her was a bit dark. I don't know if you two agree because she's constantly just trying to like, it's just calm down. It was, it, it was a bit uncomfortable how 
desperate she was to get him to calm down. It seemed like a very, very familiar kind of thing mm. for her. It was tough. It it almost seemed like maybe she was having a panic attack or on the brink of it. I mean, she was really riled up. She was crying and, you know, and um, I, know. I don't know. I've, I've been there. So that's what it looks like to me. But uh, I don't she know. Just... We've, I want to hear Lon's thoughts on her. Like mm. we cannot really <laughs> put our finger on her and yeah. what her intentions are and why she keeps going back there. And yeah. why'd she come on the show? Because her friends before she left were so confused. They were like, we, we haven't heard you talk about this guy for so long. So what do you think? I'm a fan of Nicole and I know, yes, she doesn't make, she doesn't make the best decisions. I get that. Yes. Sometimes she can be a little loopy and sometimes, you know, she made this decision and now she's like regretting it and she's trying to change everything and it's frustrating to watch, but I I don't know what it is about her. I think that I, I identify with like her humanity and this scene for me like it showed me why I like her when she's like, I just, I just want people to get along. And I just, yeah. you know, I want people to to understand that we're all just different. And can't we, you know, can't we just like, and, and she couldn't put it on words cause she's hysterical and she's crying, but I understood the message is like, look, like Gabe, like you're different, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're different. Yeah. And, and, and Mahmoud is different. And mm. and why can't we just understand that we're we're all like different? I get that we're going to have co- these conflicts and stuff, but if we could just sit down and have this these conversations instead of just, you know, instead of just oh you're different and we we're we're going to like fight or whatever. Yeah. Can't we just can't we just sit down and like, you know, I don't know, talk about things? And when she was when she was saying that, I was like, "Ah, this is why I think I like her cuz I I can recognize that in her." And, um, yeah. and yeah, she, like I said, she doesn't make the best decisions, but as a person, I don't know. I, I, I like her. I think you're right. Like she doesn't make the best decisions. That's what we want for our TLC stars. We don't want people making sensible decisions. It <laughs> yes. should not be on. It TLC makes for good TV. <laughs> exactly. But it, what, uh, to me, I was like, I, I, like Kate said, we're always kind of just trying to take her temperature and figure out who she's in real life. And I mean, like, every single day when she's in Los Angeles delivering pizzas like what is she like and what is she like with her friends and she's but when when she has this this beautiful like kumbaya kind of moment I was like whoa that could have knocked me out of nowhere I was like you're lovely and I I she was so much about peace and I I just feel very sorry for her because well maybe not sorry for her I just I don't get what she thinks is going to come of this. Can you imagine if he actually gets that visa and he actually moves to Los Angeles? I mean, it's not going to... Oh, great television. But it is not going to last one minute. Can you, Kate, can you imagine him in an apartment in Franklin Village? She's got her bottle of wine. She's got her tiny tops on. She's going to a flea market. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> It's going to be a total clash. And as we've seen on this show time and time again, the dynamics change went depending on who's bringing in the money and who's, you know, right. who's, whose country are we in? And right. I, I think it would be very interesting to see that obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, it would be, I think, tough for him to 
adjust much like it was for her being there. It's, it's just, it's just very different lifestyles and values and, and, and it's not going to work. I mean, let's just call it now. It's not, their relationship is not going to work, but this is going to go on. Like she said last week in the tell all that in 10 days he had like an interview for his visa. So obviously now they would know whether he had the visa or not. Um, who knows? I mean, he could be on his way to America or he may have got denied and they have to do the process all again. But that is just months and months and months. But I I definitely think we'll be seeing them again on a next iteration of 90 Day. I I could see that, too. Mm. Yeah. And I'll I'll be there to watch it. Um, yes. There there are a couple that I feel like I feel like there's no hope, but I'm hopeful. Does that make sense? That's lovely. That that should be a tagline for 90 Day Fiance. There is no hope, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. They seem like they do genuinely love each other. It's there's there's tradition and culture and religion. And that's keeping them apart. These forces that are keeping them apart. And I'm just like, but they love each other and they don't know how to grapple with it. (laughs) But what do they talk about? I'm sorry, but I have to get onto the nitty gritty. It's like, you know how you have some of those friends that are in couples or just people and you're like what do you talk about you know like when you're when you come home from work and you're sat and you make it or you're making dinner like, what do you what do you talk about there's some couples like that you just don't understand what they have in common what they could talk about those two are a couple like that I she stays in that room in that apartment in Egypt for what was it like 12 hours a day she says can't communicate with the mother. I know she, her circumstances changed now, but like when he came home, what did they talk about? Okay, my love. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. Okay, okay. You can't wear that. I love you, my honey. You Let's can't wear that. About it. You can't wear that. I love you. You oh, can't wear that. Yes, I can. I love my tank tops. A and I, the lot. editing that we saw, the story that was told, because the really the only fun or nice moments I can think of was in the pool when they went swimming hang on sorry sorry Kate you mean that episode where it ended up on him completely abandoning her and leaving her hotel got it yeah (laughs) that episode the beginning of it they're in the pool and she's like oh sometimes he's cute and then the cat oh and the cat thing where he brings her to get a cat and she's like he's so sweet oh you mean when he takes her to get a cat and she says i'm leaving egypt yeah got it okay (laughs) exactly (laughs) got it it's good those were good times good 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 times between them yeah Um, I i feel like they're they were it was different when they were dating and that mm-hmm. now that they're married, it's very different because now she's Muslim now. And now they weren't the American girls dating like, you know, this yeah. um, Egyptian guy. And and we're having a bunch of fun because yeah. we're appreciating our differences. And now they're like, now it's totally different. And I think they're trying to get back to to where they were, mm. which is all, which is at this point, I think happen. impossible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. I didn't know if we'd like finished you know um the set the co-host sean robinson co-host to gabe said you know we'll <laughs> give her a break um we'll come back to it and we did see that next week they're going to bring up which i'm glad they're going to bring up is this texting thing because that was just like swept under the carpet in the episode <laughs> it was like the final episode yeah when we find out that that asshole has been talking to a tv Say <laughs> a 
TV, a Chinese TV saleswoman. He was up in he was up in Facebook Marketplace, yeah, <laughs> sliding yeah. into DMs. That's where all the baddies are. Yeah, <laughs> it's so unclear. It's so unclear that I want. I am very much looking forward to them breaking that down. And in it, he's just like, I did nothing wrong. I mean, I'm really. I hope we get some receipts. I hope we see something because that was a bizarre scene that we saw in the final episode. So. Like, we'll definitely be heading back to them um, um next get, next uh, week. That, but I, that classic response. Well, why were you looking at my phone? It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so bad. Um, so Gabe kind of ends it by being like, I'm sorry, Nicole, whatever. But we then it's going, yeah, it's going over to Gabe and Isabel when we meet Trey again. Now, Trey. Trey was the friend of Gabe's in Colombia that we saw like one or two scenes with and he comes in he's an American guy and he comes in and Isabel's it was kind of framed the narrative was Isabel doesn't want Gabe hanging out with Trey because he's a bad influence and um you know he's a player uh um highly doubtful just want to say that um because he turned up wearing a vest so all I'm gonna (laughs) When his outfit next to Tim the Troll, I li- I honestly thought we were like back early 2000s, Lay Do on Sunset Boulevard. Like, I didn't know what was going on. The outfit choices were so bizarre, but I could not stop staring at that vest, which we call a waistcoat, by the way, in England. Um I could not stop staring at that 2000s waistcoat. But yes, yeah, so Trey comes in. I don't have many notes, guys. What was, I mean, kind of what, what were your comments on this segment? Uh, well, Sean is asking about how the bulge business is going. So sure. Sure, this, sure. this brings on, they love talking about genitals on this show. And but they um, all have like kids. They're like, Hoo-hoo. I was like, shut up. And, and he's like, oh, well, actually like cis men are, buying them and then they have this side this whole talk about oh ladies is that messed up when a guy's wearing a bulge i almost said panties is it kate is it messed up i don't think it's messed up Mm -mm. i don't think it's messed up no no because jen was very much like well women pad their bras um so yeah they were talking about that for like a while but what were they actually talking did they get on to monica i was like i wasn't watching oh it all not yet that's that's next week um oh. so she's asking uh do you consider gabe to be your boss she says no i think it's more of a partnership and then they bring trey in mm-hmm. and trey is saying that when they go out gabe pulls a lot of women and gabe's like whoa 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 fix what you said man what's your words up- <laughs> what's your words they come up to me <laughs> I am not chasing them. They're coming up to me and I don't even barely talk to them. And I was like, probably, mm. I don't know about that. Mm. Like, you're probably chatting. Um, and then uh, Trey makes what I thought was a good point by saying, hey, if he's going to cheat, he's going to do it on his own. Like, I'm not making him cheat. I'm not making him talk to other women. We're just out and about having a good time. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of true. I mean, she she has to trust him. It's like... Trey's not going to force him to have sex with someone else, you know? 
it's just also I think you're not setting yourself up well if you start saying to your partner you can't hang out with that person mm-hmm. like all of that is just rubbish like you, you're with someone because you're with them if they're going to cheat they will find a way to cheat like you don't you know it's like I, I don't like all of that you can't hang out with that person it's yeah not not healthy it's not good yeah, right. So I think, um, you know, for me, th- there wasn't there wasn't a lot of takeaways from mm. from what was going on in this scene. But I think they did try to try to showcase or try to showcase, try to show that Isabel might be really insecure in, in this relationship. And, you know, by they were trying to stir up drama because there's not really much mm-hmm. to, to dramatize about the relationship. So they're like, oh, is, you know, is did Trey just say that he's pulling a bunch of women? And, and you, what did you mean by you want to be free? You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, y'all are just trying to create conflict right now. Like, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know. Come I was on. Like, Calm down, guys. Let's get Gabe back to his eye rolling. There's not really much to dive into here. Um yeah. yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much. I think next week, oh, we do, yeah, like Kate, you said, uh, Monica will be on next week. Because Lana, let me let let me hear your thoughts on this. I obviously think I can predict everything that's gonna go on because as TLC historians, 90 Day Fiance historians, we believe that we know what's gonna happen in these shows. So when we saw the episode, second to last episode, and he gets Gabe gets a text, it's like Monica's not coming. I said to Kate um, very forthrightly, well, we know what's going to happen. Monica will turn up last minute at the ceremony and everything will be perfect. So she didn't turn up. I was I was really, really surprised by that. Were you? Um, I I was. Uh, I don't I, I, I really don't get it. That that left me. I know. I really just, yeah, I was like, what's going, is she just on vacation then? Did she just want to come and like, is she, she's probably at a bar maybe? I don't know. (laughs) I know. You don't just show up there and then just, just like stay in a hotel room and just like miss out on your brother's wedding. Like, what are you, what is she, where is she at? What is she doing right now? So yeah, that really threw me for a loop. It was like a hell of a big statement because the what we found, and we may find out more, but the apparent fight the night before was just that Isabel was late and she didn't turn up and then Monica left and was in a mood. But Isabel, they have tried so hard to try and get any type of dirt about her or something that a family member would genuinely be concerned about. And there really has just been nothing. So they could they haven't even had arguments about Isabel being, you know, a terrible person. I mean, look, if we get when we get onto Rishi, Look at what that guy's done. Yeah. I mean, and Jen's still like, well, I don't know, it might work out. Um, but you know, with with Isabel, she hasn't really done anything. So Monica, I don't I, I was very, very confused. I'll be interested to hear what she said because it, it made no sense. She traveled all that way and then was so stubborn that she didn't just go to that wedding because the night before she was upset that Isabel was late. I don't get it. I, I have a question for both of you though. Hmm. Do you think this is about Monica and Isabel or is this about Monica and Gabe? And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, is does she have a problem with Isabel or does she have a problem with Gabe? Um, because at the dinner table, I'm um, in the, I want to say maybe two or three episodes ago, there was some, there was a lot of tension there. And it, it was almost like Isabel was saying, well, I don't think you have a problem with me. I think you need mm-hmm. to sort I think y'all need to sort each other out right now. <laughs> and I think maybe that was like, where's what happened to my brother? What happened to my best friend? I thought we were closer than this. So I wonder if it's if it's more about that than than Isabel. And Isabel was just kind of the like, oh, she's not coming. Well, now I'm mad. 
And it was kind of like that, but like this maybe might not have to do more with Isabel than with Gabe. There, there could be two things. That's a really good point. There could be two things going on. I think either you do find these siblings that are so possessive. It's such an odd trait. I've never experienced it myself, and I just find it such an odd trait for a sibling to be so pr- pr- they put it under protect it they they mask it as protecting their sibling by not letting them just have a relationship like with my ex his sister he warned me because oh um she doesn't like any of my girlfriends and i'm like i, I that whole trope is boring to me it's oh it's ridiculous yeah. and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, fine, okay, whatever. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. I can deal with girls. So I'm like, I'm I'm fine. Um, and she didn't speak to me. We would be in the same room. She wouldn't speak to me. All because I was dating her brother. It was not that I'd done something, that I had a reputation that I know of, that there was nothing that she would have been angry with. And she just, she, I'd be in a room and I'd ask her a question. She'd say, mm-hmm. But for, I would say three to four months, it was bizarre. And I just went this, I, I don't, I don't understand any of that. I don't get that feeling. I don't know why people do it. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, and so it could be a case that Monica is like that the grown adults i don't understand it or there is also it could possibly be that gabe she mentioned this way way back monica that gabe has not got a great track record and i wonder if she's unbeknownst to her actually trying to protect um isabel because Gabe might be quite flighty. It sounds like he makes decisions quickly um, and that marriage is just essentially she knows her brother and knows that this is a bad decision because you're going to jump into this and you're going to jump out of it just as quickly. Kate, what do you think? All very interesting. I think we're on to something here. She said something earlier in the season two, the sister, about. Um, who's gonna take care of Gabe now? Maybe she said it to the mom. It was something like that. Mm. And so I think that she's one of these like overbearing older siblings who um won't and it's not just siblings, you'll see this in you know, different family members with their relationships, like they don't want people to make their own decisions. They think they know best what, what you should do. And so I think she's always thought that she knows best for, for him and and what he, and so she, she didn't agree with him moving and Mm. now he's, he's not under her thumb anymore. And so she's gonna just shut down and not be open to actually liking Isabel. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. So, I, Lon, you've broken something here. You've broken it. We have changed <laughs> our whole attitudes. Well done for opening our minds on that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of it with Isabel and Gabe, I guess. And then we went um, to the romance of the century, Jen and 
Rishi. Lon, what are your <laughs> overall, what are your feelings of these two Looney Tunes? Oh, <laughs> I think we, we probably share the same opinion. Well, obviously, I don't think he, I don't think he, from the beginning, I didn't think this guy uh, had any intention of marrying her. I thought, mm. I think that this became like kind of a hookup situation. And he maybe said some things that he couldn't take back. And now he's now he's just in too deep. And so he just keeps rolling with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This turned into something like, oh, I just I just kind of want to hook up with this with this woman. You know, she's she's American. She's going to head back to her country. And then it it spiraled into something he, he can no longer control. And now his family is involved and he doesn't know what to say. So he's dancing around certain issues and stuff. And, and now he's being forced to say things. And mm-hmm. even even last night was weird, right? He was, oh, I'm not going to do this just because you're telling me to. Oh, and God. then Jen puts him on the spot and then he tries to do it. And you're just like, come on, guy. <laughs> it, it was, I, I mean, I think, Kate, we had discussed the fact, very similar to, to your thoughts, that I think it did start up like that. It was a tourist come over. They met. They liked each other. They hooked up. She went back. They spoke a little. She came back again for another visit. But what changed everything and the proposal came in is that she then told him, I applied to a TV show. Uh, Because we always forget that Mm. these people aren't just picked out of the abyss. You go through a casting process. You have to submit yourself and submit your application, talk about your romance. They'll interview you. They'll interview the partner. And then they will get you on the show and you'll be compensated. Not a lot, but you'll be given money. And I think think he, everything was probably escalated and pushed along because she said, oh, by the way, I'm coming back and I'm also bringing a TLC film crew with me. Mm. So um, then he had these obligations. So I think you're right. I think it started very much like that. And then he was like, oh, shit, okay, now I need to perform. I need to put on this kind of role for this show. Um, You know, we find out as well that, when we met her in her hotel room, the first tell-all, she said, um, I, I, they don't speak anymore, whatever, but we find out that she'd gone over to India again for a wedding of a mutual friend and they um, they met up again. So at this point, he's also saying, was I, was I getting this right? That he was, was like, well, we're still engaged. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> uh Hey, unclear, <laughs> unclear what's going on. Here. I was like, what in the hell is going on here? And mm. where is that female friend from the gym? Oh, has his number. And she told us <laughs> that she is so surprised or she would be so surprised if he hadn't been hooking up with these women that he's going away like. from the bars with when they're out. And so I want good. her on a phone call. We should have had her. We, I mean, we saw that Jen, the two friends come in, which have been great additions. Usually these side characters for 90 day fiance couples are a little bit like they're forcing it a little bit or they're not forthright enough. And they were great. I mean, they were catfishing him. They were telling him to send photos of a special part of you yeah send me some send something special what was it <laughs> send me something special about send, yourself show me a special part. Yeah. show and me a said, special part 
he sends that photo from about 15 years ago <laughs> of that like ripped is that catfishing y'all is that is that cat what do y'all do y'all consider that catfishing is that catfishing pure catfishing. i mean it's him but it's not quite like i was also i didn't understand this of course i write down none of these friends names but the blonde one i thought when when she was when jen was about to leave oklahoma and she met up with the friend the friend said to her I created an account and sent him messages and we have all these this back and forth messages. But on the tell-all, she's like, I sent him messages as myself. And I was really surprised. I didn't realize that she didn't create a profile. She sent him messages as herself, like flirting with him. And this ding-dong didn't even understand that this was one of Jen's friends and was like, oh yeah, sure, let me show you my modeling photos. I... I didn't know that. I thought he, she created a fake profile because she was talking about coming from London. And I didn't get that at all. Well, Polly, Polly, he's getting all kinds of messages all the time. Lots of DMs. He has, to, he has to block, block, block. They're coming in left and right. Just so, so much going on. He, he doesn't have time to, you know, research if they know his fiance. <laughs> he's just so hot. He's so hot. So hot. Um, so we find the friends come out. What I annoyed well as well, they didn't show us the text. Like, why didn't they put up on the screen like the DMs between them? That would have been really good. We didn't get that at all. Yeah, no, I wanted to. I wanted to see those too because I think more context could be could be given. Like, yeah. I was curious about it while it was like dirt when it was like first exposed. I was like, well, show us the rest of it. Yeah. I want to see the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying to him exactly though? Because. I don't know. I, sometimes some, I think some of the blame is on is on her, too. Like, you know, she's coming on the show and she's like, oh, we're not really trying to break y'all up. I'm like, you're not. That's not what it looks like to me. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I know, I know. it was yeah. really it was a very, very odd. And then and then they also added on top of that. Well, there were some things in those messages that you guys didn't see or didn't know. And it and I was like, well, well tell us, show us. I, I don't understand the reasoning for, that. you know, I wonder if you have to get mutual permission. I wonder if you actually have to, if you send, if you're going to show a text exchange, I wonder if you have to get permission from both parties. Huh. Mm, I don't know that they're getting permission on the housewives whenever they were bringing up their That's text true. messages. That's true. I don't know. Um. So they come out. I could have, listen, I'm as pale as Casper the ghost. Okay. I understand. I am so pale. The sun touches me. It's like, eek. But Jen could have used a little self-tanner on those legs. (laughs) They were ice white. And she also had her knees were all cut up as well and bruised. You don't even notice these things. Oh, I notice it all. And I'm just like, Jen, just, just, there was literally, there were like scabs all over her knees, if you see them. And like bruises. And I'm like. You must have like an 8K TV or something like that. I don't know. It's just that these eagle eyes want to spy and tear it all down. So I'm just like, Jen, we could have just put a li- little bit of self-tanner on there. Just a little bit. Hide the fact that your knees are all scraped up because you fell over when you were wasted, like drunk calling Rishi or something. Like that would have been appreciated. Um, Kate, what happens? We yeah. saw mum so, and uncle, right? Yeah. So they bring in his family members and... um. Gabe at this point is fully hosting the tell all. He's like, he's like, actually, Sean, I have a question about this. And she's like, all right, Gabe, what's your question? It's literally like Columbo. It's like, (laughs) oh, 
one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, 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 really quick question. And this will solve it all, Sean. This will solve it all. She's like, all right, all right. And he's like, okay, does your family know you guys are engaged? Yes or no? That's all we need to know. And he's like, uh, yeah, you guys saw the scene. Randy told them. And they're like, no, do they know now? Because now you're mm. saying you're engaged. Right. And he's mm. like, uh, yeah, yeah, they know <laughs> now. Even that yeah was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, they know. <laughs> like, lies. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. And so um, they talk about all the, you know, the catfishing stuff, the messages from Randy and everything like that. And then they bring in the mom and the uncle. and everyone's pressuring him to tell his family that he's engaged to Jen again. And it's really uncomfortable. I didn't like watching this. I was like, Oh, this is so awkward. Alarm, mm. what are your thoughts? Um, so here again is where, it, and yeah, it was awkward. And for me, that was actually the entertaining aspect of it. But this is also, <laughs> cool. this is also where I have a bone to pick with Gabe. Right. And I'm not siding with Rishi. I think, I think I think Rishi like really had no intention and he is they're they're calling him out. He's getting called out left and right. And this is all like true. He's dancing around subjects and stuff. He's not really honest with his parents. He's not honest with Jen. I get all that. Um, But when Gabe was like, oh, you know, you're just being babied by your mom and you need to grow. You need to grow up and you're you're not an adult and all this stuff. I was like, "Okay, well, okay, like step back. Like Mm -hmm. if 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 it's if it's in someone's culture like to mm-hmm. like to place importance you know in family and and to have somebody take care of their parents that doesn't mean you know he's being babied or that he needs to move out like these are like cultural beliefs and traditions and stuff and i'm just like yeah. is he really just aloof here or is he like you like you said right is he just a shit stirrer is this mm. what he's doing right now mm. and i was just like come on gabe like you can't just you can't just say that like i we know all i mean he's, know he's already like he was on something he was attacking <laughs> he was attacking islam then he goes on to attack the indian culture it's just like Gabe, you need to sit back in your seat because you're going to get canceled real quick. Oh <laughs> real my gosh. Quick. Well, and he wasn't the only one. Even Debbie's piping up. Oh. She's like, Rishi, I, Rishi, man, I think you're a coward, man, for not standing up to your mom. Where was your passion, dude? And what? it's like, I completely agree with you. I think they're totally just undermining mm-hmm their entire culture of family first and taking and living together. And, mm-hmm. and he is the only one, you know, bringing in the money and taking care of the house and helping yeah. all of them. And so I think it is really rude to just reduce it to that. It's like, there's more to this than just him not sticking up for his woman. I mean, could yeah. he be more clear with everyone in his life? Absolutely. Yeah. But they shouldn't just say, you're dumb and your culture's dumb for that and i know trying to simplify all of this down to the usual tropes of you're a coward you don't you don't trust you don't believe you don't want to marry it's just like that's it's way more complicated game like you don't know what you're talking about debbie debs was being problematic this episode there was a lot i was like debs you are sticking up for all of the wrong people Mm. in this i don't know what you're doing but you're sticking up for all of the wrong people. Um, 
so yeah, he's then four. So the situation is that Jen is sat there miserable and angry at Rishi, not knowing whether she really, I thought, wants to be back with him, like, at all. And then she's so, she's angry and miserable with him, but yet forces him to then tell his parents, I'm engaged and I'm definitely going to marry. And she's like, when? Six months? And then, uh, what is it, little Danielle? Pipes up, she's like, when? Six months? Year and a half? And she's like, yeah, six months or year and a half? When are you going to marry me? Come on. Do you even want to marry him? I mean, we haven't really discussed that. You're ruining this guy's life, forcing him (laughs) to ruin his relationship with his mum and his uncle. But are you actually wanting to marry him? Unclear. Very unclear. And is this how you want it to go down? Yes. Like, is this how you really want this to go down? That that you had to force him to do it? Like, I'm like, I was I was thinking this to myself too. I was like, wait, if you have to force him, like this is how it's gonna oh, <laughs> is how you gotta remember it went down like true love. How experience. True love. That's Where how it always works. Also, do you really want to come off to your future mother-in-law like this like right now you can bring down and right now it's like she i was like where is where's the respect like your impressions are top tier kate (laughs) dying over here this (laughs) is what we needed to be said congratulations kate gets the eyes the the pupils up here and the yeah pronunciation she's a speech therapist it's wonderful um yeah, and it's like the it was really it it was very very odd. So she's like bullying him into saying it, getting angry at him. Go on, tell her, tell her you're gonna marry me. Come on, do it. And so he's like, um, and then Sean is going in. Translator, please confirm that's what he just said. <laughs> right. So- and she's all she's all she's all tough, right? And then they're mm. just like, Well, you're old. And then she's like, ah! oh. <laughs> It, I was like, dang, Mike drop. It was so rough. They're like, no, you're not marrying her. No, she's way too old. And she, Jen is definitely one of those people that you meet in life is like, why didn't she got a little bit angry, but then the anger like seethes in her for a while because we see a clip. Uh, it was either at the end or it was like for next week of where she's like, no, I'm really angry. I'm really, she ever says that to me again. It was like, what are you going to go? Beat up this like 70 something year old woman that's your mother in law, future mother in law. She's like, if she ever says that to me again, I was like, uh, follow that up. Um, no, it was very, very odd. So then I guess they're engaged <laughs> after all of that. <laughs> yes, they're engaged, right? Is that what we're... Is that the official word? I don't I know. Think so. I, I think, think he so. said he said it and then she said, I don't know. I, I think I, it's hard I to think, keep track. <laughs> I think they're engaged if they get to be on another installment of the show. Mm. Sure. Yes. Like all yes. good 90 day people do. It was that's that's how we should play it. Yeah. Um after that, you know, forcing this guy to tell his mum he was engaged, we went and the lack of self-tanner, we went to the green room and I love the little lunch breaks. I appreciate that a lot. I like seeing them. We see um we see Debs, like a lot of them, like because, you know, they're wearing dresses or whatever. They put on a robe or they put on something more comfortable. And Deb is still sat there in this studio lights are so hot. And she's been sat there with her hair down and like layers and layers of chiffon or whatever it was all over. Doesn't even take it off. 
for lunch. What she does is she gets a little paper napkin, she just tucks it in the top. I don't know if you noticed that. I loved it. Just tucked it in the top, carried on eating. And she, who was she talking to? Oh, she was praising um, Jen. That's what she was doing. She was praising Jen. Um, I loved seeing that little bit. I love the green room pieces. Lon, we are obsessed with how long people wear uncomfortable clothing and how hot they must be. Like yes. we talked for weeks about Nicole wearing that polyester suit on Ugh. the plane and not taking it off for <laughs> out like 24 hours. Like, what blows my mind. Put on the sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. Blows my mind. <laughs> do you but think Debbie looks uncomfortable? <laughs> Debbie is where I mean, do you know how heavy everything she's wearing necklaces that are the size? Yeah, of and a, is that a boa that she's got? <laughs> no, she's got this full floor length, bright pink. That chiffon is so she would be sweating everywhere, hairs all down her neck. She just tucks a napkin in and keeps on going. Tucks a napkin. <laughs> she is unbelievable. Um, so we see them in there. The friends come in a little bit and they're just hounding Jenny again, I think. That's all they're talking about. Yeah, in the green room. Then we go to my favorite. I love my little girl, Danielle. I love that she's like two foot three. I love that. I just love everything about her. I want to squeeze her. I love her so much. I love her talking about Baba, her spiritual advisor. I love kicking a coconut. I love everything about Danielle there is. What I don't love is that it is the most bizarre. I I am very, very upset with Danielle that she has no idea of her worth. She said, um, and it was repeated again in this episode, she goes, I know that most people would presume that I should be doing all of these things for Johan because he's so good looking. But I surprise people and I'm not going to do that. And I'm thinking, and Kate and I were talking about this last week. We were like, no one would think that just because you have a really, because in your eyes, have a really good looking partner, that you're supposed to just lay down and do everything for him and cook and clean. It was a really odd statement. And she repeated it again in this. And she's like, you know, these men are just so, so good looking that we give them a terrible reputation of like, well, they must be sleeping with other people. But, you know, like Johan, he's just so, so good looking, but he's not out chasing women. One, he absolutely is. And two, he's not that good looking. Like, give me a break. (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I cringed when she said that, too. I was like, oh, so I don't know. <laughs> what? She is a catch. Like, I don't, I, I, I can't get her thinking. And we get, for some reason, they ask the two friends of Jen to give their opinion on um, on Danielle and Johan. And they, they're just like, you, you know, you emasculate him. I don't... <sighs> I don't know if she so much emasculated him. It's that she was asking him to pull his weight. Also, where's the butcher shop? Like, where <laughs> is the butcher shop? That was like the filler episode. <laughs> like, we had a butcher shop. <laughs> Never been mentioned again. And I need to know where that butcher shop is. Kate, I know you feel the same. I know. Yeah, we are so obsessed with the financials. And, yes. you know, has it made any money at all no has, has the meat been switched out you know oh, what's has the meat been switched out That's we don't true. know yeah we don't oh. know because we haven't seen it we haven't seen it we saw it one episode never heard about it again 
Um, yeah, I think it's, this is one of those couples where in general, I don't think either of them is super right or wrong about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They're just, they just have very different ideas of what their ideal relationship dynamic is. And I think that they have really good sex and she's like Mm -hmm. totally stigmatized. She's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they fight, fight, fight all day. And then they hook up and she's like, Oh God, such I'm a in big... love. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> um, so I don't, all season we were kind of just like, what's the end game here? Like they, they are never going to agree on this. I don't think they're just so fundamentally different with their beliefs about gender roles and everything like mm-hmm. that. We just didn't really know. I don't really know how they're going to meet in the middle because they're both pretty stubborn on their positions on it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I agree, but I also, I think he's, I think he's more open to compromising than she is. And that's mm-hmm. where I have a problem with, with Danielle is mm-hmm. she really is. And and I'm all for that. I, I, I'm all for like knowing who you are mm-hmm. and also like saying, well, th- this is who I am. And these are the things I want. Um, in a relationship but like if you're if you're going to be in a relationship and this is why I think I don't know if she's ready for marriage then if you're going to spend your life with a person who is different from you you're you'll meet people who are similar but no one's going to be exactly like you and if you're planning to spend a lifetime with somebody you can't they you can't just expect them to sacrifice parts of themselves all the time mm. and I have a feeling that that Danielle is like no take it or leave it this is me and I want it this way. And and that's it. And um, Taylin said it. And Taylin was telling Johan about it. And Johan's like, yeah, she, you know, she can be controlling. But we also we also see it. And and again, I'm I'm all for that. I'm I'm all for like knowing who you are and, and, and not settling. But also, if you're going to want to spend the rest of your life with somebody who is a different person, there has to be some kind of compromise there. You have mm-hmm. to be able, like you yeah. said, Kate, to meet in the middle. And, um, and I don't think um, either of them, but I think more so Danielle is not going to do that. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if, if, if y'all felt the same way, but it it isn't always about patriarchy and it isn't always Mm -hmm. about gender roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and she reduced it down to that. Well, you know, if he's, if he, if he's going to make some money, then yeah, I'll I'll stay home. It's not about that. It's just having, Mm -hmm. it's just about having an equal voice. An equal power in the relation, an equal say in the relationship. Like this doesn't have to be a a dynamic, a financial dynamic. And oh, now he can speak up because he's making money or now he can speak up because you don't have to support him. Like, I don't know. And that's not how I view partnerships or, or, or view marriage at all. Um, so it was just kind of like, oh, I don't. (laughs) I, I, I see your point. And I'm thinking of that scene in the car where they're not getting along. And she's basically saying, if you don't act, I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like, if you don't um, act the way I want you to, your life with me is going to be a living hell basically. And it was like, well, then why are you with them? Like, do you want to be with someone who feels like they're in hell, like putting up with whatever you want them to do? And then the, I'm remembering the other thing that bothered me with Danielle this season was the whole um the boyfriend scene the ex-boyfriend scene it's his yeah. birthday and then she's like 
Uh, well, you know, my, my friend first, it's my amigo, my amigo, my friend, it's not my ex novio. And then, um, it's like, Oh, well, yeah, we did date. And, um, but, but I told him I'm going to check with you and I'll only meet up with him if it's okay with you. And he's like, well, actually I'm really uncomfortable with it. And she was like, Oh, could you And it, like, you, did, you know, it was like, she flipped the switch and it was like, that's not very fair. Right. Guys. <laughs> What I'm annoyed about is that both of you are making very valid points. And my <laughs> love for Danielle, that little butterball, that little four foot something full of attitude, New Yorker, she's the love of my life. I love her so much. But unfortunately, you are making very, very, very good points. Um, and, you know, Lon, having a guest, this is why we need such an articulate thoughtful guests because Kate and I just scream about the ones we love because they're kind of cute or they're kind of this kind of that but you came in and gave thought-provoking um answers addressing (laughs) gender roles just addressing what we look for in partnership and you what impressed me the most is you remembered the boyfriend's name Kate and I don't remember any name (laughs) who was that guy (laughs) never never well we can we can love people we can love people and they can still be imperfect there we go (laughs) yeah so balanced so balanced and then we just had a conversation like a a high school conversation about his penis size for about 15 minutes and I was just like all right we get it yeah okay moving on got it okay we're giggling ha ha ha. this is great like just show us like if you if we want to keep talking about this be a man of action show us your penis or get off the stage yeah, like it was I, just it was ridiculous they did the same thing to Gabe I thought I they were about to ask him to pull his pants down I'm I like, know I was lot. I was very surprised at listen I did I think that um TLC and Gabe being open enough to talk about the um his really traumatic experience with his surgery and stuff that didn't go right i mean it was so informative and i'm so glad that he wanted to like share all that it was really really interesting but i didn't like the way the other cast members handled it D- danielle who also did something wrong here um she she was like yeah but like how does it work it's like well it was, it was like a freak i just didn't i didn't i didn't appreciate it i didn't like it it was like gabe was a spectacle and they were the, I understand they were getting the information that they needed, but they were just tactless. Let me put it that way. They were just well, very tactless. I mean, at one point we're discussing the viscosity of what comes out. I know. And I'm like, I'm like, Seriously. why are we, how did we get here? How did mm. we get here? Let's talk about Chris and her lies. How about that? Let's get to Chris. Can we please get to the, the, the main clown in this circus, Chris. <laughs> and by the way, did you also notice and it took me a while, but Rishi's bedazzled blazer, the bedazzled lapels, <laughs> isn't are nearly the same as what Chris is wearing. Chris <laughs> has got all of those bedazzled things up here, and Rishi's wearing like exactly the same thing. It's brilliant. Um, I think Chris was actually asleep. I think that somebody had to wake her up. <laughs> most someone just had to keep prodding her because she's like back on the sofa like this on that chair. And she's really got her eyes open. We all know what's going on. They have, they have Jeff the PA hesitant. with a broom. <laughs> oh, oh, coming in from the... Chris. Chris uh, I mean, 
I didn't know whether the Narcan was coming out. I don't know. It was just a lot. Like she was, she never said anything. I think she said before her segment, she said one thing and that was to Jen. And that was it. We'd forgotten she was there. Just like, just like the host, Sean. Um, But we got over to our favorite. Now, Lan, I don't know if you've heard about how excited we are. We waited (laughs) for weeks for the fight in production vans between Chris and Jamie. They have been one of the best couples. Chris's lies upon lies upon the, there was the broken neck. There was the two car accidents. Mm -hmm. There was the sending the money Wait, going away for two weeks and then being gone for six months. I mean, she was the gift that kept on giving. <laughs> the rare, lest we forget the rare motorcycle. Right. <laughs> the rare motorcycle, the son that went to jail. Then we see next week, there's a preview of her. She rolled her car when she found out that Jamie had cheated <laughs> on her. I mean, it never <laughs> ends. She it's always is, something with her. It is. <laughs> oh, it's something. beautiful. And we enter, and I just said, I cannot. They went back to that shot of that indoor pool. I can't see that indoor pool one more time. And those like party city decorations. And like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I need out of the indoor pool. But they went straight into the fact that, that Chris like shoves her out of the production van. Nobody mentions it, by the way. No one's like, oh, you shouldn't have put your hands on Jamie. No one says anything. It's, we just go straight into, let me see. Oh, no, that's what she said. That's what she said. They go, they show that, right? And then they say, Chris starts saying, well, um, you know, when I'm in, when I'm being confronted and I don't like something, I leave because she's so responsible. I leave. <laughs> But, you know, if someone comes after me, I need to be left alone. I need to be left alone. And if I'm not, I black out. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Is always that she's a perpetual victim. I just, Lan, what do you, what do you think about all of this? I mean, I don't do you- believe, I don't believe a word she says. No. And like, she no. was one of those that got me in the beginning. Cause like, okay. So this yeah. for me was a roller coaster. Cause in mm. the beginning I was like, I really know how I feel about her. And then she like plans this elaborate proposal and then the wedding. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh wow. I was completely wrong about her. Mm. Wow. Wow. I can't believe how wrong I was, you know? And then mm. this stuff, stuff happens and I'm just like, yo, what the heck? It's just all it's every, it's going everywhere with, with this couple, but I really don't believe a word she says. I know early on it kind of like there was the whole chatter on social media about, well, you know, is she, is she a druggie, you know, and, yes, she and all the proof Maybe and all the stuff <laughs> and that. Yeah. And so that, so then that subtext is like happy now creeps its way into every episode and you just have to realize like, or while you're watching it going, is she, is she withdrawing right now? Or is she high right now? Or yeah. what's going on right now? So, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I wish, um, I wish there wasn't so much of a language barrier with Jamie. Cause I felt yeah. um, Jamie had so much to say and really couldn't express it all. I'm just like, oh, I just feel so bad. And she's just like, no, you know, she, she's lying. But when when you can't really express it, you're you're just kind of held back. And and Chris was just having her way, you know, with with oh, I got the receipts and blah 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 blah. Which to me, I don't think mattered anymore because these were all these were all 
things that happened before they had already married. And she was almost, mm. it was almost like she was playing mm. it as if it was recent. And I think everyone else was starting to think it was recently, but somebody was like, wait, did this happen before you were married? And I'm like, that's kind of like misleading to make it, to present it as if it was like recently when like, you're the one that's been just, dis- that disappeared for like five months. And y- you know, you're, you're not paying, you're not, you're not paying the rent and all this stuff, but this was actually like something that happened before they'd even got married. So if, if this stuff happened and then you decide to marry anyway, then start the marriage off with a clean slate. And then everything starts from, from here on out, because this is when you promised the rest of your life. Right. So that is such Kate. Did you, I didn't even clock that. Did you, of course, like justice for Jamie. Yeah. I know again with the Reddit scoop, she, Mm. I saw she did an AMA or she, she came onto Reddit, the 90 day page and um, the mods were like, we verified this is Jamie. And I, she, but she wasn't really, everyone was like, we love you, Jamie. We support you a thousand percent. <laughs> and she was like, thank you. Thank you. Love you and stuff. But I was just like, what is happening? But um, anyways, yeah, I agreed with that. And I just wanted to say to these people, have you not been on the dating apps lately? Because this kind of shit happens all the time. And like what? What do you mean? As someone who has like tried to date women on dating apps, it's really Mm. hard. And you get ghosted and this shit happens and you just move on because you're like, well, guess they don't want to talk to me anymore. And you start going on other dates. And that's what happened. And they had never met in person. Oh, this girl, this this woman doesn't talk to her for a month. And she's like, well, moving on and goes on more dates. And now Chris is trying or yeah, Chris is trying to shame her for that and make her look like the devil because of that. And it's like, mm. no. Cheater. I'm like, cheater? <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> like, I see what you're saying because that, because I forget this. So Chris is referencing which she did when we first met her and she was talking to her mom or whatever in that abandoned goddamn house that, oh, that remember the house is set on fire as well. I can't. I can't. Was the house set on fire? I must it was set that. on fire. She's like, I, I had this <laughs> rental property and, uh, you know, I was going to do it up, but then it just set on fire. fire. I mean, she. It's like, just say that you fell asleep with a cigarette in your hand. <laughs> oh, oh so that was the truth, but not the whole truth. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, that's my little hypothesis. Um, but... <laughs> but I forget. Yeah, because we, I, like, I did feel for her at the beginning because she said I was talking to her and we were in a relationship. How much of that, who knows how much they were really in a relationship. Then remember she said that Jamie got COVID but lied about COVID and she sent her money. And then uh, on Jamie's hand, she was like, you know, my grandfather died and she or whatever. And then she I didn't speak to her for like a month. So that that's the period that they're discussing in this. Got it. Okay. And so Chris is bringing all of this up to kind of relieve her of the accusations many accusations that are being thrown at her post-wedding because you're right that was all pre-wedding they and then they got married and that's when she was like i'm going away for two weeks and came back six six months later and then they were fight then like what else is she oh the money that's it she goes i sent her this was such a load of bullshit and she was kind of caught out on this one how much have you spent on her? Uh, about $10,000. Jamie nearly collapsed. I mean, she was like, what? And she said, she did say, well, you know, with like the cost of going over there, she's probably counting her flights 
counting like money she spent at duty free like as though that was cash she gave jamie i completely believe that she did not she didn't give her any anywhere near that money that didn't she didn't even send money for rent no and told her to quit her job because i want you to focus on our food truck that i can definitely afford to buy the the zombie food truck don't forget (laughs) zombie food right zombie don't you worry i got you babe i'll be right back i'll be right back cut to her not two minutes i'll be right back and six months later and she's working she's like making out as if she's working construction and on a bloody oil field all day or down a coal mine even though she's supposed to have a of a broken neck she is a loony <laughs> thing she's working night and day oh, night and day to support you <laughs> she was not sent money by her and then oh then that was brilliant she's like uh jamie shows something like a western union or whatever of like a transfer from her she's like look she sent me 761 dollars or whatever and then um she's like i sent you more than that and they were like well can you show us and chris said like, well bank account shut now so i could <laughs> yeah there's something about the bank account they close up shop right after i made the transfer and i have no records of oh. anything that happened with that bank so sorry she's so she's so good i mean they were f- i loved it as well this is the perfect point as well nicole just goes i'm confused i don't know if you caught that she just goes <laughs> I'm confused. I was like, we're all confused, Nicole. We're all confused. (laughs) I mean, what else did they just, did they come to any type of conclusion between them? They were just talking about the money and she goes, that's a lie. Oh, and then I think we're going to pick up with them in part three when that starts. But they were talking about photos of exes. Oh, yeah. We have the the revelation that jamie decides to pull this out of her arsenal she's like well i have photos and videos from her ex-boyfriend and they're having sex and she's naked and yes. suck on that yes. <laughs> yeah so good. yeah good. Uh, and then but and then debbie is like i think there's givers and takers and chris was a giver and jamie was a t-. i'm like what and she called her a predator she called her i know predator. yeah yeah, I, I don't get Bad any take. of that. That was really I'll weird. take. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, those are all of these glorious couples. I think we've covered them all. Alana, we have one tell-all left. What do you expect from the final episode? Um, you know, not not really a lot, but they're I I hope they're they're saving like the best for last. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think like, I don't know. I, I think we've gotten we've gotten pretty much uh who else is left like to cover, right? I mean, are um, we missing somebody here? I think we're gonna go, I think we're gonna pick up on Jamie and Chris, and they're really gonna dive into them for a little bit. And I hope, I hope, because I have I have tagged Sean Robinson multiple times on posts <laughs> on Instagram to inch. <laughs> To ask if she hopefully, they need to address this pill thing. They need to address what everybody is saying. Somebody's got to say something about it. It's the elephant in the room. Please. I I, I hope that they go into, they're going to go into the photos. They're going to go into who cheated on who. But the conclusion is going to be, I mean, they've never spoken to each other since she pushed her out of the production ban. Mm. So they're not going to go anywhere. They're done. Um 
I maybe think... maybe Gabe will bring up the oh Monica. That's right. Oh and Monica. And Monica. Oh, and we have Danielle and Johan discussing that's if it. they are going to move forward. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Okay, right. Yes. I, I that's gonna yeah. You're right, Danielle and Johan, because I just I didn't really expect. I didn't know whether that was just uh, was kind of a a red herring when she said um when she said uh at the very first episode um you know we're technically still married i was mm. like i don't know whether she's just saying that but they are because we've seen instagram stories of her definitely there and kate and i said a couple of episodes back honestly the best life that we could wish for danielle she wants to be on the beach she wants to be in a teeny tiny bikini she wants to have that coconut in her hand and she wants to be sleeping with as many. She wants to have, no, no, not sleep with lovers. She wants to be <laughs> listening to Baba, doing her spells, getting her <laughs> potions <laughs> and just having multiple lovers in the DR and floating around and living life and practicing yoga. That's the life that Danielle should be having there. She should not be married. She should not be with Johan. And I, I don't know what the conclusion of these two are going to be. I don't mm. know. How is she going to manifest staying there, though? Is she going to just, just work Lon, off remotely? <laughs> we don't need to worry about it. It manifests. It happens. It's just going to manifest. <laughs> All right. We don't we don't even need to worry about it. She's Danielle. She has Baba. <laughs> um, so I think that's anything. Guys, any last words on anyone? Or are we good to wrap up all of these fools for next week? I'm good if you are. Yeah. I think we said it all. I think we said it all. I think we said it all. Well, guys, before we go, we have to give a massive thank you, thank you, thank you again, Lan, for coming on. You've been an absolute dream. So perceptive, so sensible, and really a good balance. I had a great time. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I had y'all. I was muted 90% of the time because I couldn't stop laughing. I've had a (laughs) smile on my face from ear to ear since we started recording. Y'all can attest the camera is on here. So like, I've just had so much fun, ladies. Thank you. Like really flattered humbled and i had a wonderful time oh you are an absolute dream thank you so much i want to give you the opportunity can you tell everyone where they can find you on instagram twitter tiktok your podcast please tell everyone sure thing thank you so much yes that is 90 day fiance wtf uh you can find us on instagram um twitter and um and everywhere where you listen to to your podcasts, uh, we're thinking about maybe a TikTok or YouTube, but we're not mm. quite there yet. But uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Perfect. All right, Kate. Until we have one week down, we have one more, and then, guys, we have to figure out what we are going to chat about. I will say before we conclude this, I began to watch before I logged on late to this that. Um, I started to watch the first episode of Match Me Abroad. Now, it starts off a little bit slow. It was the usual. I was thinking this is just another TLC show about Americans trying to find love abroad. Um, there was There's a woman from New York um, that's going over to uh, Columbia. I think it was Columbia. Then we have um, a, a woman who's she's 32 she's never been in a relationship and she's decided the best place to find a relationship is Morocco um we know the history of Morocco with 90 day it never 
works out well. But that's where she's going to go. Then we have a certain gentleman that's going to the Czech Republic. Now, guys, I don't know where to begin with him. He's just moved into his first place. He's in his 40s. He wears, um, I always forget what you call them in America. We call them, you call, what, oh, I can never remember. You call them suspenders, right? Or do you call them brace? What do you call the things that you would wear over? Like a your pants? And yeah. Then, yeah, suspenders. Suspenders. It's weird to say that because in England, suspenders, you only use that term for the sexy like lingerie that you attach stockings to. So whenever I see suspenders, I'm anyway, anyway. This this gentleman, um, he's forty something. Just got his new place. He loves. Um, he he wears suspenders that are like measuring tapes. Anyway, he's an artist, much like Usama, and I will say that his art is 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 the similar caliber of Osama. Um, he has not gone over to the Czech Republic yet, but he's prepping. So what he does to prep is he takes his mum to an attorney. And wants to talk to the attorney about a prenuptial agreement. And the reason he wants to do this is because he says he has many books. Sorry. Go on. He has many books that are filled with his inventions. (laughs) Guys, he starts opening up. Have to watch the show. What is this called? Marry me abroad. No, match me abroad. Oh, match me abroad. And he starts. He goes. Here's book number five. I have about ten books like this. And he opens it up, and it's illustrations. He goes. For example, here's one of an umbrella that helps you get all the rain off the umbrella in a much quicker manner. These could be worth millions tens of millions so i need to make sure that i get my affairs in order before i meet my new wife it is gold so he is sat down with this man this attorney who spent years in in the practice of law you know hundreds of thousands of dollars putting himself through university through law school for this guy to sit down with his measuring tape suspenders and tell him that he's going to be worth tens of millions of dollars with his inventions that are all in his little books. It's brilliant. Guys, get on it and watch it. Whoa. Okay, we're going to have to choose between that or Before the 90s coming up soon. Oh, it is? Yeah. Hmm. Or we'll somehow find a time. We're just going to go to five. We're going to go to seven episodes a week. That's what we're going to do. Oh, my gosh. Every... (laughs) why not there's enough shit to be covered all right guys we are gonna love you and leave you but remember please go and follow us on instagram at tender loving care podcast you can email us at tender loving care podcast at uh tender loving care pod at gmail.com we love you so so much thank you for listening and once again thank you lan you have been amazing and good luck to nadia <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> thanks bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.